Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Just Say Gway. I'm your host, George Gway. For a second time, I am joined by Brady Cleveland, who is going to the University of Wisconsin to play hockey in the fall. He just won a gold medal at the USA National Team Development Program at the U18 Worlds Tournament. Brady, congratulations on everything. Welcome back. And uh, glad you're part of Just Say Gway again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's pick up where we left off. I can't believe it. You were on this show on August of 2021, right when you were starting out at the U.S. National Team Development Program. Can't believe how much time flies. Just take me through how you thought that first season went. You played a lot of games with both teams. You played up a level at times. Uh, COVID was pretty much wrapped up sports-wise in terms of just how difficult it was to be an athlete. You knew where you were going for college, played at Worlds. What was that all like? Uh, yeah, so the first year was pretty special. I think just going into it, I didn't really know what to expect. And then obviously you get there and there's a lot of long days, a lot of hard training and all that. And I think that kind of just prepared me for the season. And then just playing the games, it was really it was really difficult at first, just getting used to the speed and strength of the older guys. But as time went on, I kind of adapted to that well. And it kind of played into my game. You know, I'm a big physical defenseman. And that's kind of where I thrived in those USHL games last year. And Luckily, I was presented with the opportunity to go up and play with the U18 team, and that was amazing, just going up there and being with those guys and in their second year and kind of learning from them and taking things away. And then obviously going over to U18 Worlds was pretty special. I only played one game, but just being a part of that whole uh, whole opportunity over there, and then obviously we came up short, but it was, it, it was good to be over there and kind of take those lessons and then obviously help them and use – use the lessons that I learned from the first year to kind of help my team. And then obviously we won the gold medal this year. So it was pretty special just kind of, kind of getting back at Sweden after they took that first one away from us. Yeah, definitely. Reward you guys got that gold medal. Uh, it was awesome to watch and just a great season for you to follow your first year with the program. I just want to ask you about playing with the U18 team as a U17 player. You know, what's it like the first time around with those USHL games where you're playing in front of scouts, you're just trying to show that you belong with a, a grade or a class above, but how different is it when you're going overseas and there's a gold medal on the line? Yeah, I think first off, I mean, I just saw it as a just a better opportunity just for me to be able to kind of, like you said, prove myself to be with that group. And I think for the scouts and all that stuff, I just kind of thought of it as another game. You know, I didn't put too much pressure on myself and I just went out there and did my job and then obviously you get overseas and you're playing for a gold medal. So that's pretty special. And especially in that tournament, you know, you want to have your best performance out there. So, you know, I only played one game, but as soon as I got to the ice, I kind of, kind of knew that beforehand and just had to go out there and give it my all. And that's what I did. Yeah. Definitely a great learning experience to take into the next season. I know that you weren't the only one that uh, went over to that tournament as a U17 player and it definitely helped uh, you guys going into that next season. So just take me through what it was like going into that second year you know, you guys go your separate ways a bit for the summer, but come back to the program really quickly. Uh, what's it like, you know, playing, knowing that you're trying to get drafted high, gold medals on the line, you know, at this this championship, this is the last shot at it for the U18s. But you guys also know how the whole process works of being at the uh, program, you know, what it takes to be successful, what works, what doesn't work, being at school. How different is it going in that second year? Yeah, I think for the second year, you know, it's obviously a little bit different and, just because every group's different, different dynamic, different coaches and all that. And I think just at the start of the year, we kind of set the goal high for us to go and win that tournament. And then every single day we kind of took a step forward and little by little, we kind of 
climb towards that goal. And then obviously at the end we, we reached it, but I think just getting those lessons from the first year and kind of knowing how the tournament was going to go and how the days are long and they're tiring, but you kind of got to push through and it doesn't matter how you play the day before you just got to bring your best every single day and every, every game. And I think that's what we did. And I mean, me and the other guys that were over there last year, we kind of talked to our group and kind of sat down and told them like, this is, this is what we have at hand. And, you know, I think, just being on that team the first year and losing that gold medal game kind of lit a fire underneath me and the other guys that went to the tournament and we didn't want to let that game slip away from us. So it was pretty special to go out there and beat Sweden for that gold medal. Yeah, definitely. It last for a lifetime, especially with that group. So I was just wondering, does the scout process enhance for that second year at the program, just given the fact that you are trying to get drafted and climb up in the rankings of the draft? I mean, I was at that game, um, for the U18s of uh, the Cooley class uh, at Merrimack. And Don Sweeney was there, the GM of the Boston Bruins. Uh, I think he actually ended up did, taking uh, a, U, a USA player uh, in that draft. I was just wondering, does it feel a bit more intense with the scouts that second year? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously you're going into the year and you don't really want to think about it too much, just about the draft and all that. But I mean, it's kind of hard not to when you have interviews with teams and, you know, you're at the games and there's obviously tons of NHL teams there and they're all watching and you kind of, you're kind of in the pinnacle in that, in that perspective. And, you know, I think it's just going out there and playing your game. You don't want to think too much about it, but there's certain times where, you know, your, your brain just automatically kind of thinks about that. And like, if you make a mistake or something, it's gotta, you just gotta have that switch to kind of reset and you don't want to think about it too much, but just overall, I think it's, it's a good experience. Just, having that kind of pressure I mean it's it's a good thing to have pressure I believe and that's when you excel in situations so just being able to deal with that like after the first whatever five games of the season I say like you kind of get used to it and playing in front of all those teams and scouts and that's where your game really succeeds. Was there anything you were trying to work on uh, individually wise before uh, this upcoming draft? Yeah I think for me obviously it's just being that guy that can make a first pass and just be make the breakout plays when they're available. Obviously different teams have different four checks and just kind of learning, learning the game in that sense and having good hockey IQ where your teammates are around you and then being able to move the puck up to your players and put them in good situations. So I think for, for me, that's always been a key. And then obviously just picking your spots to play physical and you want to be in position always to help out your goaltender and your teammates. So just doing that and just being steady defensively. Yeah. Those are all things that uh, teams look for and, uh, definitely should be interesting to see how it all plays out. So just take me through this historic group that you were a part of this season. I remember when all the things happened with someone that went to the school that you're going to, Cole Caulfield, his group, Cam York, Trevor Zegers, Matt Boldy, everyone really thought that that was the group. And no one was really going to, you know, catch that Jack Hughes group for a really, really long time. And here you guys are, you know, Gabe Perot sets the record for a single season points. Will Smith was not that far behind. I mean, he only played three less games and was five points behind, so maybe he could have broke the record. Who knows? Uh, I know Cole Hudson was someone that was on the U-17 team, but he also played with you guys a lot. And I'm just amazed by him, given the fact that I saw so many games uh, of his brother at BU this year, and it seems like that uh, Cole's you know, trying to catch him in his own regard. Uh, he broke a record. Trey Augustine's a world-class goalie. You know, a lot of people talk about that Zegers class a few years ago, but what was it like just knowing what you guys did? You get that gold medal, and it seems like that this class is well on their way to arguably being the best class that uh, come through the program. Yeah, I think it's pretty special. I mean, 
just all the records that were broken that wouldn't have been able to do it without the team. And I think every every single guy had kind of a piece in that, making those guys able to break the records. And then obviously they have the off-the-chart skill to do that and execute on the plays. But I think just overall, it was a really special group. You know, like you said, we had a lot of good players. And I mean, I think everybody on our team had a specific role and everybody was designated and they were they were, took pride in their role. And I think that kind of led the, to the team success. And then obviously individual success came after that. So I think, yeah, a really special group. And we had a really good team culture and just all the guys just bought in for each other. And that's how we came up with the goal at the end. Yeah, so you mentioned so many good players. You're a great player yourself. I was just wondering, you know, what is the key to putting the egos aside and realizing that we do have the team to get this done this time, and you guys did get it done. How do you guys make all that work? Well, I think for our team it's pretty easy. You know, I think at the start of the season we had several conversations throughout without the season. Like nobody was focused on the draft. Nobody was focused on the scouts or anything like that. It was kind of all about the team always, day in and day out. And I think – as you build that into the culture, it takes time, obviously, and uh, just being successful at that and taking small steps every day, I think that kind of led to our group to be really selfless and just care for our teammates. And we, we also knew that, you know, with the team having success, we're also going to have individual success, like I said earlier, and I think that kind of excelled for our group, too. So it wasn't about the points. It wasn't about any of that, but obviously that came with our success and our team being able to win games. Definitely, you know, just interviewing some of you guys uh, throughout the past couple of years. I just know it's such a great group and really excited to see where you guys go through college and, you know, who knows what will happen at the World Juniors as well. Uh, so I just, I'm just wondering about this championship. And we mentioned about how Sweden took the gold last year. I know a lot of people in the United States, they want that Canada-USA thing. You know, they'd want it every single year if they could. Is Was Sweden something that you guys wanted all along, even when they were you know, going through that whole tournament, knowing that it was really important to get that gold this time around? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for us, like, we played them earlier in the season two times, and, you know, we, we won both those games before, and we, we just wanted them again. And I think even the games that we won, we just hadn't played a fully complete game, and we just wanted another shot at them. And just like you said, like, being there the first year was really tough and demoralizing to go out there and lose that game. But I think for us, it was kind of going into the game like we knew we had to do it, not only for us, but also the United States of America and especially that 04 group who lost that gold medal. Definitely. So, you know, what was your role in this during the the comeback? Because you guys were down 2 nothing. It was an incredible game. But you guys had to say something in the locker room, whether it was on the bench, in the locker room, amongst each other. You're one of those guys that was in the tournament last year and on that team. You played uh, – how did you approach that uh, part of the comeback? Yeah, I think for me, I mean, I, I just realized it's a 60-minute game. You know, I think after two periods and we were being down, I mean, I, there, was, there was no panic in the locker room at all. And I think a lot of the guys, we, we all had a conversation in there and we realized that the game was 60 minutes and all it takes was one. Like, you could feel the pressure coming in. We obviously had a lot of good scoring chances and their goaltender came up big for them. But we knew as soon as we cracked one, the game, the game was in our hands and we just had to take it from there. So... I think for us, it was just constantly, constantly, uh, how do I say this? Uh, giving guys the momentum on the bench. Like they get back from a shift, good job. Like being a good teammate, just helping them in that, that regards. And then obviously our coaches had a big part in that too, just making sure we stayed even keel and just knew that we had the opportunity to hand. We just had to go on and take it. Yeah, I think the whole thing about that game and that stretch of the comeback and winning overtime, it seems like you guys were just so ready for it. And it just shows how much work the U.S. program puts into you guys to be ready for those moments and to, you know, not quit. And you guys 
you guys took it and I thought it was so exciting in overtime. It felt like you guys were going to win that game. Take me through where your vantage point of Brian Leonard's goal and just what was it like to just be part of a moment that's not going to go down with just your group, but, you know, USA hockey history. It ended the drought for the gold medal and they'll just be able to, you guys say that you guys did it. You won it. What was that like? Yeah, I think first off, it was a pretty, it was a pretty special moment. I mean, just being on the bench in that situation and obviously we knew we just had to get one shot on net and that's, that was all it had to take, I guess, in the overtime. But, you know, we had to kill a big penalty off at the start of the overtime and our penalty killers came up big, blocked a few shots, great goaltending by Trey. And then obviously Leonard went down and we were all watching him on the bench and he took a shot that, you know, the goalie might want to have wanted back, but it still went in the net and the boys were super excited. And I mean, I didn't even know it went in at first. I was sitting on the bench and I didn't have the best view of it, but I, <laughs> I saw it cross that goal line and it was unbelievable. I mean, it just feels like a dream until this day. Like it's something special, just jumping over those boards and throwing your helmets and getting that gold medal place around your neck. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what it was like for you guys. I think that's gotta be one of my favorite things to see in sports is uh, you know, you see it in championships when people do win in the Stanley cup and things like that. And they, uh, they do throw their helmets, but I think when it's a walk-off game winner, uh, to win it all. I think that's that's the best as it gets. So I've interviewed a lot of players who won the World Junior Championships at, for Canada. Uh, an example is Logan Stankoven, and he won the U18s a few years ago, took home a couple of gold medals at the World Junior Championships. Has there already been talks amongst you guys saying, hey, guys, this was awesome. We won the gold medal. But, you know, if we want to really, really set the bar for this group, you know, the World Juniors is also something that you know, something that has to be won down the road as well. Yeah, I think for our team, you know, like we've seen in the past, there's been players that have turned down opportunities to play for the U.S. in different tournaments. But I think for our group, we're kind of going to kind of kind of change that wrap. And I think all the guys on my team, especially, we've, we've had good talks about the, the upcoming tournaments. And obviously those aren't a given to make that team. But if we're going to make the team, we're going to go play. And uh, yeah, just win some more medals and set a record for USA. That's a great answer. So, just in terms of this group that you said, I was just wondering if you do make that team uh, come winter time, how excited are you about this group of, you know, world junior players that are eligible? Because I don't know if you've, been, you've definitely been following college hockey because you're going there in the fall to play. Uh, you know, Cooley's coming back. Uh, Cutter Gucci is coming back. Lane Hudson, Rector McGrody, Devin Kaplan, guys you played with on that U18 team last year that are trying to win a gold medal and are world-class players. Who knows what could happen with Cole Eiserman or Cole Hudson and uh, James Hagens? How great can this team be? Yeah, I think I think that team could be really good. I mean, I think if not one of the best teams in USA hockey history. And, you know, obviously, like you said, there's a lot of good players from the 04 group and then obviously a lot of good players from my group. So combining those two groups, it'll definitely be very competitive to make that team. And I think we go over and try to win our gold. Definitely be awesome to win another gold medal. So just take me through the NHL draft. I'm just going to ask. I know everyone wants to block out the noise, but just how special will that moment be for you uh, in about a month? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty special. You know, I've worked my whole life towards this moment. And, you know, until a few years ago when I made the program, I didn't really think I'd ever be in the situation. So from coming from a small town, just being able to kind of have those dreams and aspirations as a kid and then finally them coming true, it's pretty, pretty special. Definitely. So let's get to college hockey. Just a couple questions. Uh, you're going to Wisconsin. That's where you're from. How pumped are you to be playing there uh, for your next place for hockey? And also just the significance of being from the state of Wisconsin. You played for Team Wisconsin. Uh, 
what's that going to be like when you finally get to play and put on that jersey? Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty special. You know, growing up as a kid in Wisconsin, everybody's a big Badger fan, and just being able to grow up in that culture and kind of going down there and seeing a few games as a kid and then obviously make my commitment there and then signing to go and play next year, that's going to be something really special to me. Definitely. So just also the season for college hockey in general, how excited are you? It seems like a lot of guys are coming back. There's also a lot of great players coming in, like your, the players from your group at the U.S. program. Uh, Cooley announced today he's coming back. Uh, the most likely top-picked American player, Will Smith, will be playing college hockey. Uh, we'll see what happens with Eisenman, but it seems like a lot of people are high on Macklin Celebrini to go number one next year as of right now. We'll see what happens. He's going to be you. Just – it seems like it's going to be a really hyped up, exciting season. It's going to be your first season. How excited are you for that? Yeah, I'm really excited. I think the competition has just grown and grown in college hockey, and I couldn't be more excited to go and play there and develop as a player. And I think just going against those top guys, like you mentioned, like that's just going to make me a better player overall. And obviously there's just a lot of a lot of good talent in the pools that are in there right now, and it's just going to get better as time goes on. For sure. I'm excited. I know you are. So – where do you stand right now at the University of Wisconsin? Are you starting to get ready for the season in terms of training? Do they have you on anything? Or have you been to the school yet? When does that all begin? And just where are you right now with them? Yeah, so in June, I actually have to go down there. And that's when our kind of season starts, I guess. I mean, summer training and skating and all that good stuff. So I'll be down there just training and skating with getting acclimated to my new uh, new team. And just that, that's what the plan is for the summer. And then obviously the season season starts. and. Yeah, I think time is going to go like. Yeah, it's definitely going to be awesome, especially after the draft going on. And, you know, I'm sure it's going to be awesome when you go into that locker room and you see your last name in the in the stall for the University of Wisconsin. Uh, Brady, thank you so much for coming on my show a second time. Wish you the best of luck, and we'll stay in touch. Thanks for having me. All right, have a good one.